0: Immersive Audio Podcast. In conversation with industry thought leaders, practitioners, artists, academics, and entrepreneurs, discussing all aspects of this rapidly evolving industry from art, science, and business to practical insights and project case studies. We aim to inform, educate, explore,
1: and unite the community. Welcome to the Immersive Audio Podcast, brought to you by 1618 Digital. Today, our host Oliver Cadell is joined by Sophia Brazola, the user experience manager of the Ambio team at Sennheiser. Sophia holds a master in design with a focus on research and visual communication. And in her professional experience at Sennheiser, has honed music and technology innovation expertise. She leads Ambio's user-centric research to validate and develop new solutions for a range of 3D audio applications. Today, Sophia joined us from Switzerland via Skype to discuss the role of the Ambio team, Sennheiser's Ambio line of products, and the Augmented Audio Developers Program.
2: Sophia Bratola, welcome to the Immersive Audio Podcast. So. You calling in from Switzerland? Can you tell us more?
0: I'm based out of Zurich, Switzerland. That's where um, our Sennheiser innovation team, called Ambio, is based. Uh, the headquarters is in Hanover, Germany. But yeah, we're based here, um, central spot in Europe for innovation, uh, to be connected to other tech startups, uh, other innovators in the in the field, and also enabling us to to travel. Uh, a lot, as we do in Europe and also globally.
2: Sophia, can you... Please introduce yourself fully to our audience and tell us just a few words about your role and your responsibilities as part of Sennheiser.
0: So my role within Sennheiser is a user experience manager I'm part of the Ambio team, which I mentioned is an innovation team for Sennheiser, focusing on 3D audio technology. So we're a research team, first of all. So we do develop prototypes and uh, and research in new areas uh, where 3D audio could bring benefit to users. Um, more and more recently, we're uh, also uh, producing uh, and bringing to market products um, and uh, and services. So part of my job is uh, to pilot these products and services, well, the prototype stage, uh, test them with users, collect feedback, and yeah, inform the internal product development uh, based on customer insights. So part of my job is also to include the communities and uh, run early adopters programs and so on.
2: Sophia, can you tell me how did you become interested in working with Sennheiser and how did you get into your current role as a user experience manager for Ambio?
0: Yeah, it came about quite naturally. So I was always very interested and uh, fanatic about music. Sennheiser was always like a big brand to me, right? But I never thought I would end up Working in in its innovation team, uh, I I do work today with music, but n- not only. Actually, it's uh, it's a lot of uh, different uh, playgrounds that audio has to do with in that we touch on our t- in our team. Um, in particular, uh, VR it came about uh, interestingly when I just uh, had started. It was a field that we. We started uh, by watching and then being more and more active, pushing out some first prototypes and, and involving users um, in research. And uh, yeah, I never expected I would be so so deep into it and into this very cutting edge technology. And now after VR, it's uh, the next thing we're on to. It's, uh, it's AR. So yeah, actually yeah as said not just music but very cutting edge technologies but uh, all has to do with sound is uh, it's very interesting to me
2: do you remember your very first immersive experience
0: maybe some concerts or some movies that feeling of being uh, completely like of sound almost uh, as a wave right that uh, that runs over you and uh, it's a very powerful emotional experience for me all the time.
2: Do you have like a favorite VR experience or game that you into at the moment or something you tried recently? If
0: you talk about recently what I'm blown away by Magic Leap still. All the demos I had and we've been working a lot on our MBO lab app that has to do with with augmented audio and it's been developed for Magic Leap. That was impressive to me. The first time uh, I was given that demo by my members. Uh, I was seriously blown away. It's uh, not something uh, I had experience of before, like this uh, holographic shapes moving around me and sound being totally interactive and feeling very natural. That was impressive. And uh, VR experiences, I don't know, I've had a lot, especially when we were researching, we were actually going out in the field and visiting uh, content creators Uh, in Hollywood, uh, everywhere in the world. And uh, so I had plenty of demos at the times that uh, when when VR was very fresh, uh, some uh, three, four years ago. And uh, some of them were really bad because it was the beginning of the technology. So they got me dizzy or nauseous. But then it was funny to see how with time they got better and better until becoming really... Like being able to give the chills and be surreal, that almost felt um, like they were tricking my brain in a way. So I I do have experience of some uh, like thriller movies uh, over VR. Now I can remember title, which was very good.
2: Have you come across anything that was created with Sennheiser technology?
0: Yeah, some. Uh, Yeah, that was also part of our explorations. We were collecting content that people had created with our technologies and uh, Helping them to promote it by pushing it on our social media, on our YouTube, and so on, and uh, or delivering it as demos or trade shows all the time. Yeah, that's really part of uh, what our team does. Also supporting uh, content creators to to deliver better audio on these platforms.
2: Can you describe Sennheiser as a brand and a company where might our listeners recognize your technology at work? Because I believe it covers. Two major industry sectors, both on consumer as well as the content production side.
0: Actually, our team is very small. We are um, around, uh, yeah, eight people, um, mostly based in Zurich, some um, spread across the world. We have some team members in Germany, some in San Francisco, but really it's a it's a small team. It feels like a family uh, sometimes. And... Um, but the and I think it's not just our team. It's really the company as a whole is a privately held family company uh, where we have very direct and open exchange with the with the top management and the CEOs. Uh, where and they share their vision with us. We we show demos to them. It's a it's a very open relationship that we have, and um, and I think is very like vision vision driven. Um, at this point, especially regarding innovation and uh, 3D audio, we're really pursuing something that we believe in, and it's a it's a it's a dream and a passion for for everybody that works on it in the in the team and in the company. So I think that really yeah helps us uh, help us uh, stick together and work towards the same goals. How
2: did Sennheiser come about as a company? What what was the very first uh, product or a range of products that really put Sennheiser on the global map was it still to do with headphones microphones or perhaps was it something different back in the day
0: yeah I, I would say yeah transducers are for sure at the core of our technical expertise and uh, what uh, Sennheiser became really good at very early on more than 70 years ago but uh, so yeah microphone technology was uh, was the first to be explored but then uh, I think almost out of uh, Experiments uh, made in the lab in Germany many, many decades ago uh, came out uh, headphones. So we started producing those as well and managed to be very successful at those, especially, uh, well, both in the professional and in the consumer market. Uh, Example of uh, successful professional headphones from uh, 30 years ago that uh, uh, are still worn by every uh, top DJ in the world is uh, the HD25, and uh, on the consumer side, we were very successful um, commercializing open headphones uh, um, at the right time when uh, when Sony Walkman came out. So that was widely adopted and put us in the in the consumer market. And since then, I would say we've been uh, an internationally recognized brand. And uh, yeah working working to, to keep that position and expand with many more successful products. And that's part of the goal of our innovation team, to understand really like what's the future of audio and where does, uh, does it bring benefit to our end users.
2: Ironically, I just realized that I'm also wearing Sennheiser headphones whilst talking to you, HD 600s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, studio. Yeah, it turns, Yeah, also widely, widely successful.
2: Yeah, very happy with those. Um, yeah, for me personally, um, I've been really struggling with ear fatigue, um, and as a um, kind of immersive audio company we Mm -hmm. um, tend to work with 3D content a lot and uh, as opposed to working through like a a, a speaker array uh, setup we work through headphones and if you spend a good eight ten hours a day um, even with relatively frequent breaks you can still pick up ear fatigue very quickly and uh, something that I've been personally really struggling with and I have to say that these headphones really saved me. I can be in them pretty much for the entire day and I, I feel very little, uh, if at all. Um, so I'm quite pleased with that.
0: Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. Because of the open headphones technology.
2: Absolutely. and um, But I, I can imagine that everybody's quite sort of individual and people prefer different types of headphones for different reasons. Obviously, sonic characteristics uh, play a critical role, but... You know, something that is often, mm-hmm. uh, you know, easily overlooked is is the comfort and being able to sustainably use the technology yeah. uh, as part of your, you know, um, everyday job before, um, you know, we talk about uh, flat frequency response and whatnot.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
2: true. Anyways, it's really interesting to hear kind of the history of Sennheiser from, you know, from one of the people who actually work at Sennheiser. But now it's 2018 and Sennheiser embarked on um, producing, manufacturing, developing technologies, both on hardware and software uh, domains for virtual reality content, augmented reality content, and and God knows what else might come out. And I'm talking about Ambio. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And Ambio is no longer one product or a specific microphone. Ambio is a whole range of products. Mm -hmm. It's a whole initiative to create technology that enables content creators to be more creative and Mm -hmm. push the boundaries. So my next question is, can you tell our listeners mm-hmm. more about the you manufacture under the Ambio trademark and how did it come about
0: Yeah Ambio is has uh, been as you said evolving more into uh, a sub brand lately uh, for immersive audio under the Sennheiser brand so it was born from uh, from a vision uh, to to invest in uh, in 3D audio technologies and immersive uh, sound and, uh, and then that, uh, of course, uh, after a couple of years of intense research around the use cases, uh, it, came, it materialized into products that would uh, start bringing solutions into the market in, in different ways. The first come about was the MBVR mic. That's our ambisonics microphone. Uh, that was, uh, at the moment, research was done around the uh, uh, VR and in particular cinematic VR. That's uh, why we came up with an ambisonic solution uh, because after the research, uh, that that appeared to be the, the 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 way to go. But yeah, now it's expanding beyond. Uh, we see more and more people using it even just for for binaural recordings, just because yeah. it's uh, it's cheaper, it's more flexible and more portable uh, than uh, than an Eumann Ku one hundred, for example. So that's that's our first three D. Uh, recording tool and that uh, that we propose to market, and uh, we we're definitely seeing many use cases more than we had imagined. Uh, after that, we also started thinking about uh, playback. So we we did come out with the Ambiosmart headset. Um, that's um, that's a headset that not only plays back sound um, very high quality, but also um, is able to record. Uh, fully binaural sound uh, in from the right position of your ears as it has two microphones uh, positioned um, in the earbuds and they include a microphone so that uh, you can record from the position of your ears using all the metadata um, uh, of the sound arriving there so that that's one more it was thought uh, in particular for people making video and uh, sharing, Uh, on social media, on YouTube, and having the need uh, of uh, quick, but reliable and high quality uh, sound. And uh, yeah, binaural binaural audio definitely brought uh, that uh, additional benefit uh, also in a very simple plug and play way. So that was our second product to market. And now we've been announcing more. We've been going quite fast in the past few months. Uh, We're just released the Ambio AR-1. Uh, that's an accessory for Magic Leap 1 headset uh, that uses a similar technology to the Ambiosmart headset for for making sound um, uh, more more crisp, more easily localizable uh, and private, but also features uh, what we call transparent hearing, uh, which is by making use of the microphone's uh, position uh, at your ears, uh, you also not only play back sounds of your augmented reality experience, but also you stay aware of your environment uh, in a very natural way. So we have three products on our portfolio, and we're hoping to, to scale that even more in the coming months. Uh, we did announce uh, our Ampio sound bar and uh, more products to come, both on the recording and on the playback Um, side of the chain
2: i'm curious to hear how you guys go about conceiving the product doing research and development and then streamlining the production line towards the final hardware product where does it get manufactured where does it get conceived how does the logistics work and how many teams and people are involved Uh, on on the entire project and I I mean all departments can you talk a little bit more about that side of things
0: yeah definitely it's a team effort to to bring a product to market Uh, it's not only us the innovation team who comes up uh, with the with the prototype and tests it Uh, but also it's uh, it's thanks to the people that in the headquarters the product managers the project managers the the people in development and uh, that go through certifications and go through the whole production uh, process until until it actually gets uh, mass produced, so we say. Um, but um, but yeah, the the role of our team is really to to spark uh, to get the innovation. Uh, yeah, spark going, pilot it and test it, iterate on it until we have uh, something that we feel uh, is uh, solid and valuable to users. So when we have this kind of uh, of case uh, and a validated prototype, then we're really able to transfer the knowledge into to the to the production teams that can uh, productize it and and manufacture it. So it's a it's a, yeah it's a cross effort it, it gets born here but then it gets uh, transferred and uh, eventually gets uh, sold uh, internationally so we, we have sales teams all over the world as well yeah the project uh, scale definitely blows up uh, as soon as we we go to to the product phase
2: and all the hardware is manufactured in germany
0: yeah um, for recording devices yes for for microphones so the what's at the core of our technology transducers yes they're all produced in germany you know we're manufacturing um, um, in uh, in hanover um, but we have a couple of other plants uh, for for other kind of like more consumer products and as- assembling parts
2: Sophia, could you please introduce to us the recently launched augmented audio developers program? What are the key objectives of this initiative?
0: Yeah, so that's uh, the augmented audio developers program, and something we've been investing in for the past uh, six months or so since South by Southwest 2018, uh, where we we launched, we announced it basically, and we saw. With a demo app that we had developed internally, we showcased that, and we we basically um, uh, saw the and witnessed the reaction of people, the excitement that it generated, uh, and started collecting applications for for those early adopters, uh, those developers out there um, in the that were curious or already a little bit experienced uh, in in AR and wanted to 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 get more hands-on tools for doing their augmented audio. And uh, so we, we decided to, to formalize this process and um, basically accepted applications, which we, uh, we re- reviewed. Uh, we received a very high number of applications, uh, more than we expected. And unfortunately, we we're only able to provide the 20 uh, toolkits. So we had to go through some selection according to, to the, the project idea they had submitted. To make sure that we had a, di- a diversity uh, in terms of geographic location, but also in terms of applications and skills. And yeah, so the idea was that the the, pro- uh, the, the program would run throughout uh, uh, the summer, a uh, little bit yeah, longer until now. And um, developers would get, of course, support to work with the tools that we gave them, uh, but also feedback. So that we could uh, improve on the pr- on the tools and on the product we make based on uh, their insights.
2: Just just briefly, could you give us a bit of an overview? What type of projects have been submitted, or at least what type of projects have been selected so far?
0: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's been interesting to see how diverse. Um, the, the range of ideas that people came up with uh, have been, in particular, um, we had uh, we have a variety. So, let me say first, the the idea was that uh, in the, during the duration of the program they would develop uh, or prototype uh, an app um, that uh, that was focusing on augmented audio. So what. Uh, the, the basically, the the sound component of uh, an AR experience, uh, and had the sound of it at its core, and it was interesting to see how people really um, interpreted in very different ways uh, for very different applications and target groups. We had a range of applications going from uh, some. They were uh, solving some uh, real-life problems, like I don't know, navigation or um, helping hearing-in hearing-impaired people, um, or, um, for example, acoustic barriers. And so on to some others that were more uh, skewed towards entertainment. But we also had some sports application or music application. Some for more like artistic installations. So very, very different kind of applications and very different use of the technologies the the developers made. Some of them like were most interested in binaural audio. Some others in transparent hearing. Some others in head tracking. And uh, so therefore. Uh, the variety of the results.
2: Could you describe what software and hardware do you primarily work with as part of this program? Or perhaps could you maybe go through criteria that uh, participants had to follow that required them to use specific software and hardware in order to qualify to participate for the program and develop the products they've been trying to do?
0: So developers uh, needed to be skilled in iOS development uh, just because we're our MBU smart headset which is part of this toolkit uh, we gave them uh, is only compatible for iOS at the moment so we allowed uh, iOS uh, development within Swift and um, yeah, provided support for that. We didn't mandate them to use all of our tools. The idea was also that we would give this uh, tools uh, toolkit, uh, which included part uh, hardware, part software, and uh, and uh, part of the feedback we got was also like, uh, what were they interested in in using? Like, uh, what what are the tools that generated most most interest and, and and that were most useful to their current work So yeah nothing was mandatory uh, but we off- yeah what came out to be the most uh, useful uh, useful tools for them were definitely binaural recording thanks to the Embusmart headset as well as transparent hearing uh, for those that wanted to develop for an audience that was wearing, the headset, for example. Head tracking was also a very interesting feature for them to experiment with. We gave out uh, a prototype head tracker um, with very low latency and wireless that we developed internally and, uh, and made 20 prototypes. And uh, yeah, that uh, th- those developers that, uh, that experimented with it came up with uh, very specific applications uh, enabled by it and what else uh well we also gave our 3d audio software library as part of the package and uh yeah there's people that worked uh, with it more and some others that worked with it less depending on what their workflow was uh and how familiar they were with ios developing instead of unity but yeah that was a uh, from what we heard, helpful as well. Also, part of the toolkit was, uh, I need to say, just out of completeness, um, comply memory foam eartips that made uh, the AmbiSmart headset completely sealing so that they could use, uh, uh, they could benefit fully from transparent hearing and from noise cancelling.
2: What kind of... Th- Benefits Sennheiser was planning to receive by collaborating with the community of developers, and by the same token, I'm um, I'm interested to hear what was the reason for developers to get involved with the program. Were there any specific uh, objectives and aims from company side as well as the participant side?
0: Mm-hmm. So we were very interested in opening up tools early on um, to to really understand what use cases would developers and content creators make out of them. Um, so basically, yeah, uh, learning from their creativity uh, and understanding the the full potential of the of the technology we were just exploring. That was the primary goal for us uh, and that translates into getting very concrete uh, input and feedback. Uh, on our on our tools in order to develop them further and come up with better products in the future that uh, that really solve uh, their or users needs. Uh, in terms of what we gave them in return well, was uh, the possibility to uh, to be visible on our w- website and generate more traffic to 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 their work and. Also, we would distribute the app that they would develop within the the months of the program by, again, promoting it and making it visible on our platforms. Uh, And in general, promoting their work uh, through our social media, for example, at trade shows whenever possible. So we did invite um, one or two of them uh, um, to, to some specific events where they could present their work uh, when we thought it was
2: relevant. Would you say overall the program has been successful? Um, I'm wondering where we stand today in terms of measuring against your original objectives and plans and ideas and, and whether or not you you kind of hit the target or perhaps you're just scratching the surface and potentially what you've realized that maybe there's a need for uh, the program expansion or program extension or perhaps how the program was run
0: yeah I think uh, yeah that's very interesting yeah of course we did uh, we were very happy um, to, to conduct the program as a whole we are very satisfied with the results uh, we've been engaging with an amazing crowd of uh, creative minds and developers who gave us amaz- very very insightful input and a lot of inspiration um, but uh, and I hope of that they that they were excited to to really get uh, early access to, to cutting edge tools, uh, but at the same time, yeah, as you say, it just feels a little bit like we're just sort of scratching the surface, and there's so much more that we could explore. Uh, maybe not with these tools, but uh, with the, with others. And um, it's I it just feels to me like a, like an approach we would uh, we should take as much as possible as a company uh, with uh, with all of our products. all of our innovations should uh, should get run by uh, early adopters, especially when it comes to to such a, a specific um, and innovative um, topics. Yeah, so we do have a plan to extend the program by a little bit. Uh, and not not the full toolkit will be made available, unfortunately, because uh, of the limited resources of our small team. Uh, we we won't be able to give the hardware to more than twenty people. Uh, but, uh, but the software will be soon made available for for a broader audience. Um, for those that will apply for it, uh, yeah, we'll be happy to open that up and uh, continue learning from the community and uh, yeah.
2: For our listeners, what's the quickest, the easiest way to find out more, stay in touch and potentially get involved with such initiative and mm-hmm. things that will come up in the future potentially?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we just built a microsite around that whole initiative of augmented audio I was talking to you about. Uh, that's called uh, uh, Sennheiser-MBO.com. So it's quite easy, and uh, you'll find more information about uh, our vision in augmented audio, the developer's program in detail, and, uh, and how to apply to get, uh, um, to get a hold of our early tools. And uh, also, we do have a newsletter uh, that you can subscribe to. We, we don't push that out very often, but we try to, to keep it relevant for, for our community. And that's on the same website. You can also just write us an email at uh, mbo-info at sennheiser.com.
2: Sophia, in, in your opinion... That- what predictions do you have for the future of immersive audio for VR, AR, etc.? Perhaps as far as the methodology goes for producing immersive media content, or perhaps you can answer the same question by kind of comparing it with the internal strategies for the coming months as part of Ambio team.
0: So at the moment, yeah, uh, we're really focused on uh, on this uh, new ways of uh, of uh, producing uh, creative storytelling, which is uh, VR and AR and uh, all that's that's immersive storytelling. Uh, But that's not our only focus area. We also look at uh, areas where 3D audio could uh, could improve the experience. Uh, So optimizations even sometimes. uh, And it's not all that disruptive as VR and AR but uh, yeah the aim is always to bring uh, um, an immersive and really powerful uh, sound experience to our users uh, no matter what the what the content is so it can be video can be immersive uh, media but it can also be just music we're working a lot on that too and um, and keeping the goal for us is really to keep on exploring this, uh, these use cases, keep on being connected to, uh, to the community of users. We're exploring um, all the different areas where 3D audio brings benefit. Um, no matter what the, the media is, it could be um, traditional video, but it can, it's also immersive storytelling and uh, new media. But it can also be just music. That's also something we're working on a lot to make that as as immersive and as uh, emotional and as rich as an experience as possible.
2: It feels to me by just observing what's been happening in media and in the industry that 2018 is definitely going to be a year of augmented and mixed reality, perhaps more than virtual reality. And it certainly feels like These are very early days for AR, perhaps where VR was several years ago. And obviously, it's very exciting to be part of this movement and see how things develop. And of course, you know, audio production, conception, distribution, playback, all the necessary components that you know make it possible also need to evolve and develop alongside with all other technologies that essentially dictate the direction of where it's heading so it's, it's very interesting to learn what sennheiser and ambio team in particular has been working on you uh, know to realize that vision and essentially enable the community to be able to to do things better quicker and be more creative
0: yeah, no, it's a very exciting time. I feel like uh, this year a lot is happening. Yeah, as you say, we've been seeing how the new frontier of immersive media—it's—it's uh, it's been shifting to towards uh, AR and MR. Uh, spatial computing more than uh, than VR, which was uh, true for for maybe for the year before, which was very intense on that. But still, I th- I see them coexisting quite well. Also, it's not like uh, necessarily the uh, replacing it is more yeah, like adding another layer, yet another way uh, of uh, human interaction with the uh, with the uh, with digit with the digital world. Um, so yeah, it's very exciting to see, to see all of that, not just as a, uh, as part of the audience, but also from, from the, from those who make the technology. It's definitely interesting.
2: Sophia, my last question. Mm-hmm. What would be one piece of advice that you could share with our audience that really helped you in your personal career?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I would say just be curious. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's what uh, that's what pushes me to to really engage with anything that's uh, that's new. Uh, I was not born expert in all of this by far, uh, nor necessarily studied something that's, uh, that's specifically this. But uh, I think having an open mind and uh, curiosity and uh, passion for, for a topic really really gets you a, a long way, and helps you also to to listen. And which, which in my role is essential because I have to listen to users and not really just uh, just lend them an ear, but really empathize to understand what their, their struggles and dreams and um, yeah, daily, daily life is like uh, in order to, to, to then translate into technology and products.
2: Safiya Bertola, thank you very much for taking time talking to us.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much. You have been listening
1: to the immersive audio podcast hosted by Oliver Cadell with guest Sophia Brazola. This episode was produced by Abigail Burcham and Oliver Cadell with the help of Kaylin Tindall and included music by Knobs Bergamo. If you can, head to our page on iTunes and leave us a review and rating. It really helps us out in pushing our show further. The podcast is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Got an idea for an episode? Is there someone you really want to hear from? Maybe you think something sounds really great and want to share it with us. Drop us an email at podcast at 1618digital.com and have your say in what you listen to. Visit 1618digital.com to access the show notes and other episodes. Follow us at 1618digital on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening.